0: Hello everyone and this is episode 4 of season 3 of Going Beyond Salvation and this is your host Jess Robinson and today we're just gonna, the order is just gonna kind of change up a little bit just because of where we're at in the New Testament and just everything that's just kind of been on my heart today you know with the daily reading and you know I was uh You know, in in Luke, you know, I said I was going to talk about, you know, Jesus' baptism a little bit. And Jesus, you know, he was baptized, you know, as, as we talked about in the book of Matthew. You know, he didn't have any sins that he needed to be cleansed from, but he was baptized you know, as part of his ministry, entering into his ministry, and also that, you know, it allowed him to relate to us, you know, including his temptation, you know, it it will continue reading on in the New Testament that, you know, that he was tempted, but was without sin, and the thing about it is, is that he was tempted in so many ways, and, you know, the enemy tempted him. And, you know, we don't think that God understands our struggles, you know, but he does because he was tempted. Jesus was tempted. He knows when we're struggling, you know, he knows the way that is on our hearts. And we see the enemy that he, you know, Satan, he just attacked mainly Jesus's identity as the son of God. And he attacks us and our identity. And because when you realize who your identity is in, in Jesus, it helps you to fight, you know, and you know, you have this confidence. And so whatever the enemy throws at you, you know who you are. You know, and as I was reading in Second Corinthians today that you know the Lord has made his mark upon us and and you know, he's put his seal. On us, and you know, He's given us the Holy Spirit, which is you know a deposit guaranteeing mm-hmm. our salvation and you know, and of the things to come. And you know, we see over and over that the enemy attacks Jesus's identity mainly, and that's what He does. You know, when you think about all the times that you struggle, it's why is that? you know, and really look deep and down, you know, and it's hard because, you know, our natural reaction is, you know, we just want to curl up in a ball and, and cry and, and not, you know, give a care about the world. You just want to shut yourself in Mm -hmm. because, you know, and I say this because I, I've struggled with it, you know, and I continue to struggle that. When the enemy attacks me, I so easily just wanna give in, you know, and the Lord just you know lately though you know when those times have happened, it's now now you know now more prevalent that I recognize that these are attacks of the enemy, and that you know that I have to take them to the Lord. And there's been a lot of times that I do. And the Lord ends up moving in such a way that, you know, you go, wow. You know, instead of worrying about it, you know, he, you, when you give it to Him, you know, it, the circumstances come out better. And so, you know, we see with Jesus that He's tempted. You know, and He had to be tempted just so that, you know, He can relate with us, and, you know, but He was without sin, and so, you know, when we think we're struggling, and, you know, when we're struggling, we need to lean on to the Lord in our struggles, you know, and give it all to Him, He cares, you know, people don't think He cares, but He does, you know, He cares about every little thing, you know, and, you know, my, you know, I, I've been reading a a book about, it's called Your Sacred Yes by Susie Larson, and you know, I had started and stopped this book so many times, and I was like wondering why, and now I can kind of see that now is the time to read it, and it's really been dealing with a lot of things. I've really struggled with my identity, um, you know, and I, I know that a lot of young girls struggle with their identity, especially when they start hitting that middle school age, and it's actually getting earlier, you know, into elementary school where they struggle with their identity, and um, even men struggle with their identity because things are just thrown at them that that are not godly, you know, and I just challenge parents, you know. Be careful what you say in front of your kids, be careful what you watch in front of your kids and what you, what you read and what you do in front of your kids, because that's going to make a lasting impression and even wherever you're at, you know, what role, you know, the Lord puts you in, you know, you could be a school teacher and how you act can affect, you know, your students for a very long time, you know. You know, because that's like a lot of things that have been brought up, you know, this past week is a lot of things. And, you know, when I was in school, because I struggled with wanting to be accepted. I mean, the Lord really put that upon my heart on Sunday, you know, after I had this dream, you know, where I was back in high school again and, you know, I was at an airport and, um, with or I was on an airplane with my classmates we were going on a trip and we landed and I went to go or I got my bags from the baggage claim and I turned around and my classmates were gone and I couldn't find them and when I woke you I woke up from the dream at that point and I really felt the sense of abandonment and loneliness that I felt in school and you know the Lord's really been dealing with my heart about that that you know, I put my worth in, you know, finding acceptance and that it's still a a struggle with me today, you know, and I didn't realize that, that I struggle with that and that I feel like if things are take, taken out of my hands that I feel like, you know, that I have no worth at this point and I have to go, my worth is not, In what I'm doing, you know, I'm doing these things because I love Jesus, and He's called me to do these things. But that my identity doesn't revolve around them. My identity is still around God, and so it's been a huge thing where you know it's just this thing from the enemy that's been on me for years, and and you know even in high school you know, I had a a teacher and I'm not going to go into detail what kind of teacher, but you know, I was like seeking acceptance and that teacher took advantage, you know, of that, you know, I was helping them out so much and, you know, I would always fall short and they would just turn around and say, well, this is all you're good for. And that like, really affected me in a negative way, because, like, I felt used, and, and all of that, and so I have to, when, you know, today, I have to be careful, you know, when people, you know, because I know people don't do it on, on purpose, but sometimes I feel like, well, I was just used, you know, and, and so, I have to really watch myself on that, and I think that's the Lord really working on my heart to to heal from that and to turn away from that and and to realize that that's been a problem in my life and and so you know that's just one way you know the enemy attacks us and uh, and every person's different, you know you know I know for men it's a it's a big struggle because you know, what, what the media throws out, you know, it's, and entertainment throws out, you know, it's, it's not godly, and, but they're saying men are supposed to be this way, and, you know, that's just not how men should put their identity in, is they should put, be putting their identity in God, and what God says they are, and, and, You know, the enemy likes to really attack our identity and who we are in Jesus. But Jesus overcame, and that's the hope that we have, is that He overcame, and He wants to heal us, and He wants to help us, you know, and He gives us this assurance of of who we are in Him, you know, and I just keep, telling people go to Ephesians chapter one that is the biggest and there's other chapters you know that that tell us about our identity but that's like the biggest one you know Paul really you know knocks it out of the ballpark and so you know there's you know Jesus's temptation and I think I'm just going to jump to Deuteronomy usually I like to do breaks, but I'm just going to jump to Deuteronomy because, you know, what really kind of stood up out to me in in the reading today, you know, I'm not going to get all technical because, you know, I think, you know, as I've kind of gone along, the Lord is guiding me more and more with this podcast to not be so technical, but, you know, to bring out the technical stuff when, when need be you know, like the book of Luke, yeah, we went over Jesus's genealogy, and actually, I'll just kind of go over it real quick before we do um, Deuteronomy, but, you know, in the book of Luke, he, you see a difference between him and Matthew's genealogy, and there's been, you know, speculation about why, why it's different, and we also see that Luke goes all the way to um, Adam he puts that the family line all the way up to Adam where uh, Matthew doesn't um, however you know there's there's some similarities and then there's uh, several differences and people go what's going on why is this one speculation is is that Matthew's was the royal lineage and where Luke was more just the the general lineage, family lineage. Um, others say that what had happened is Matthew's because from a Jewish standpoint, that this was Joseph's line. He used Joseph's line, which Joseph was from the, the line of David as well, but so was Mary. And, and people say that the The lineage, the genealogy in Luke is for Mary, but in that time period, they didn't go off of the genealogy of the mother, so he slipped on Joseph's name instead and you know to get away with it but um you know all we need to know you know for sure is that jesus is comes through the line of David you know, and so, you know, that's, that's the huge thing that we take away from it, it's, you know, he's from the line of David, so jumping into Deuteronomy, you know, the Lord's just been speaking to my heart, because, you know, we can go through this, and just be technical, and say the same things we've kind of said at the same time, but the Holy Spirit just, like, really kind of spoke to me before doing the podcast, and, you know, they're, the Israelites saw, you know, these people as giants, and, you know, they were going up against, you know, these different peoples, these different nations, and, you know, you can see them as giants, you know, and and they can cause fear in you, and it's just the same way, you know, in life, you know, we... we you know, we have a promised land, you know, God has given us promises. We're, we just have obstacles that we have to go through, you know, and, and as you can see, he ends up telling them, you're not going to wipe them out all at once, you know, (laughs) and that's the same way with us. We get in such a rush, you know, we want to be on God's timeline and, um, and move on, you know, move forward, and get to this promise, and, you know, and we, we're in such a right now society, I mean, you look at, you know, our smartphones, our internet, you know, even fast food, it's right now, and, and, you know, people are struggling right now, because fast food is not fast food, it's curbside pickup, and, you know, you might have five, six other people in line before you, but you know it's that's how we treat God too is it's supposed to be on our timeline and not his but it's the other way around it's on his timeline you know and he's not bound by our time you know and you know he he puts us in places for for times and seasons and then he removes us from certain positions for times and seasons and it's hard because you know as I've talked about with my personality that if I'm removed from something I feel like my identity is gone and so you know it's but that's how he is you know because sometimes we have to go into an area that is helping build us and and shape us, and mold us for, you know, to prepare us, you know, just like David, I mean, King David didn't, he was anointed to be the king of Israel, and it was a very long time before he became king, you know, it wasn't right away that he became king, it took years, but we see that through the trials that he went through, it molded and shaped him, and you look, and the Psalms and and see how God worked in his life and, and shaped him and molded him. And so, you know, we sit here and and you know, we go through this, you know, through these obstacles. And then he reminds them that they are to destroy everything, even including every idol. And I think as we go through these obstacles, God is refining us and he's removing things in our lives that need to be removed entirely. And, you know, you come into that time and season and it's going to be hard because you don't want to let it go, you know, and and he, he'll probably speak to your heart about something that has become an idol in your life and that you have to let it go and, and let him mold you and shape you. And so, and it's in those times as well that we shouldn't forget the Lord. Even when the promise is fulfilled, we shouldn't forget the Lord. We shouldn't forget, forget Him. And we were talking about that, you know, in, in the past podcasts. You know, don't forget the Lord, what He's done. And that, you know, because we can get all arrogant, you know, He's talking about, Israel's righteousness you know and I the Lord's really like worked on me about you know like we see you know chapter 8 chapter 9 and is broken off into these different sections when you look in the past they were not broken off into chapters verse or even sections as we have today it's seen as one continuous story and One continuous book. And so that's the thing that the Lord's really worked on my heart. As he's talking about them. About not forgetting him. And then he's like. He tells them that you're about to go across the Jordan. and, And he reminds them that. It's not because of their righteousness or their integrity. That they're going to go in and take possession of this land. You know. And you know, it was a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that this land would be their descendants. But it wasn't based on their righteousness, you know. They walked in faith about it, and that was what was credited to them as righteousness. But, you know, and we think about it, that we, you know, the promises God gives us is not because of our righteousness you know, when we think about our salvation, we didn't deserve it, but he freely gave, you know, his son up for us, and, and that's how it is with us, it's not based on our righteousness, and I think the enemy likes to play with that a little bit in a way too, you have to be careful with that as well, that you can sit there and go, well, why didn't God pick me because the enemy will put condemnation in your heart saying you don't deserve this at all you know and, and cause you to doubt where God has placed you but if God's placed you in a place for some reason you know trust that he's putting you there now you know it's not because of your righteousness it's because of his mercy and and what he sees but you know, and we see that with the, the Israelites, and it's, you know, right afterwards, you know, it, it, Moses reminds them about the golden calf, going, you weren't righteous, you know, there's this golden calf, and, and then he also reminds them about their, their disobedience that they were supposed to, to do, you know, their disobedience, you know, after Egypt, and, and that's true, you know. You know, we we didn't deserve salvation. You know, we didn't deserve Jesus coming. You know, we were still going about and sinning, and you know, but God is merciful, and that's how He is, and 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 so we really have to look at our lives and go, okay, you know. We don't let the enemy attack our identity and put condemnation, but we also still remain humble. You know, like there was a song that I was listening to today and it's called The Truth by Zach, Zachary Oshner. And um, he, you know, writes in there in the song that, you know, you remind me of where I'm coming from or where I came from. And, and he, and that's how God does, he does remind us where we come from, we shouldn't be stuck in the past, we should say, you know, yes, this is where the Lord brought us from, and rejoice in that, and move forward, and that's how he is, and so, you know, and, and so that's, you know, essentially Deuteronomy, and then, you know, we look in Psalm 40, and you know, Psalm 40 is, you know, we've kind of been looking, you know, and I've kind of been trying to make Psalms like, you know, one continuous book and like, you know, Psalm 38 and 39 was kind of dealing with, you know, David was under, you know, God's chastisement. And then Psalm 40, you know, we kind of see that he's, you know, Psalm 40, he's taken out of that. He's taken out of that pit, and he, you know, there's a new song. And I think that's, you know, when you think about that, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins and allow the Lord to restore us, it's kind of like that. And then we get into Psalm 41, and he says, Blessed is he who has regard for the, for the weak. And it's, you know, showing how it's concerned. For those who are helpless, you know, the compassion, you know, just as Jesus had compassion, you know, we should have compassion on those that, you know, don't know the Lord, that are struggling, you know, and that's just something we have to pray about because, yeah, our compassion can, our compassion number can go down, you know, especially if we're fatigued, we're burned out, we're tired, we need to be still before the Lord and and find out why we, you know, love Jesus you know, our compassion level can go down, and so, you there is a balance, like, that's what I'm learning in in your sacred, yes, you have to have those times where you're having rest in the Lord, and if you're not, you're running on burnout, and so, it's a good book, you know, I'd recommend you get that book, Um, but we get into Psalm 41, and, you know, the thing, That really stood out to me was about the enemies, you know, whispering, you know, when, when is this person going to fall? When you think about that, you know, a couple chapters back, we see he's under the chastisement of the Lord and, and probably, you know, and people see us, they see us and they know our lives, you know, that, that are close to us, our coworkers and all that. And there are people in our lives uh, that we come across with, they want to see you fail. They do. You know, they want to see you fail. There's going to be those that doubt God so much. They want to see you fail because they want an excuse not to believe in the Lord. There's people like that out there in this life. That was what was the Lord was really placing upon my heart. And I've dealt with that in my life. I have family that you know, would rather see me fail so they have an excuse to say that I am not saved and that I'm a hypocrite and all this, but, you know, it's, I just say, you know, I'm human and, you know, just because things happen doesn't mean, you know, that I'm a hypocrite or anything like that, so we're going to come across people like that. But we have to remind ourselves, you know, that the Lord delivers us in times of trouble. That He's going to protect us and preserve our lives, you know. He's going to sustain us, you know, in those times. That He has mercy. And that He's, you know, going to raise us up so that we will repay them. Now, it's not repay them in evil. That's, you know... The Lord doesn't want us that. I think repay them means that, you know, we're supposed to pay them good. So that they learn, you know, probably most likely feel convicted about how they were thinking towards us. And that, you know, when we're walking in the Lord and serving Him... We know that he's pleased with us, you know, and that's the thing that the enemy likes to make us feel like, that he, he likes to put condemnation on us and make us feel like that no matter what, God's not pleased with us, that he's this person with a ruler waiting to smack us. And that's not who he is. That's not the personality of God. He's not schizophrenic. And that we have to know that the enemy is not going to triumph over us, you know. Because God is, He's the ultimate justice. We may not see justice in this life, but justice will be served later. And so, that's just something that we can take hope in, you know. And that God is everlasting. And I think... You know, I like David where he says, in my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. And we'll read that with Daniel, you know, the prophet Daniel, that he didn't let his enemies, you know, misconstrue his identity. He allowed his integrity to remain the same. He stayed the same and stay true to himself, even when he had opposition. I think sometimes we try to defend ourselves. We try to make ourselves look better when we face opposition, but we just need to stay true to ourselves that we're, that we're, you know, reading our Bible, we're getting with the Lord. We're still going to Bible study. We're still going to church and, but mainly, you know, that we're getting into the presence of the Lord and loving him And because of that, you know, and just doing the same things that God has told us to do, you know, to be honest in your workplace, be honest wherever you're at, you know, and not be like the other coworkers who aren't listening, you know, and, and the Lord's going to honor that, you know, more than anything else. And we see that with Daniel, that he was. God was with him even when he faced opposition while he stayed true to to his faith. And so, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about tonight. So, for the next podcast, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 1 through chapter 11, verse 32. So, that's two chapters. And then, Psalm 42, verses 1 through 8. Proverbs 8, verses 5 through 9. And then, Luke chapter 4 verses 14 through 37 and so I'm going to end in a prayer and I just want to say thank you Lord Jesus for who you are Lord and that you just work in our hearts Lord I just pray that you would just be with us Lord help us Lord when the enemy attacks us Lord that we would just realize our identity in you and that you've placed a seal upon us and that Lord we're yours and so Lord I just pray God that You know, against any attack of the enemy. That he has no hold on our identity. Only you do, God. And that, Lord, I pray, help us to remain true to ourselves. You know, and to continue serving you and having a heart to serve you. And we just thank you for all that you're doing and continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, you guys.